is Angela, and this is the Homestead Education Podcast, where we talk all things homesteading, and we want to share our passion and experience for this lifestyle with you. Welcome back to this episode of Homestead Education. This is Angela, and I have Mandy here with me. Hey, friend. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So we started season four off with two more conversational episodes. And as promised today, we're going to dive into more of the fundamental or resource-based content. Today, we're talking about starting onions. Um, Believe it or not, January is actually not too early to start onions from seed. It is too early to start from sets or to transplant Um, what we were talking about earlier as started onions, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of what all of that means, what I just said. We're going to translate that. Um, So first, you absolutely can start onions from seed in January, no matter where you're located. And I just started mine. Have you you started seeds yet? No, um, we will likely about a week from now, just because of things that we have going on. But, um, you know, I think that I'm going to back up a little bit. I think that we wanted to do episodes like this because I think that a lot of folks think that onions are really hard to grow and they're such a staple in my opinion and totally in your home. If you cook at all, (laughs) I mean, even if you are just like a, you know, you're new to the kitchen or you're like learning how to cook or whatever it is, they're used in everything. Any spice, if you go to your spice cabinet and you you buy pre-made spices at the store, if you look at them, a lot of them are going to have some type of an onion powder mixed in it. So anyway, I think that our goal here is to do, you know, more educational pieces that are shorter and quicker and hopefully help you all learn how to um, maybe tackle a few foods that sometimes seem hard to grow. But anyway, no, we have not started our onions. And um, if I'm being totally honest, we um, I will we will start some seeds. Um, usually only two, maybe maybe two, sometimes only one variety. And then we source started onions and like you said, um, sets. I've never grown sets, so we were talking prior to recording. And I think that we're going to try this year, but we'll get into it. But no, I haven't started. But yes, anywhere you are, you can start your onions now. I mean, they have a very, very long growing season. Um, They're different than garlic. So um, I think it's a common question. People ask, do you plant it in the fall? And I've never even considered planting onions in the fall. I know you can. Some actual... um, reputable horticulture websites will, um, give instructions, I guess, for lack of better word for starting seeds or planting onions in the fall, it would not work with our climate. So I'm just not sure how that would be feasible. So I think for this conversation, we're starting season January for an early summer harvest. Yeah. I think any time that I've tried any kind of a seed for to sow in the fall, maybe directly in the garden that would supposedly come up in the spring, they always end up rotting. So when I've done things that are the cold loving crops, like carrots, beets, onions, that just doesn't work for me. It's just too, too damp here. So I end up starting, um, now when it comes to onions, onions is the only thing I have going. And the reason being is because they take forever. And when we are talking about onion seeds, we're literally talking about 
taking the little black seeds out of a seed packet. If you are buying them from a catalog, some other seed retailer, going to the hardware store, you can pick them up in the seed growing um, display section, same as you would if you were picking out seeds for broccoli or cauliflower. Um, so this is literally talking about starting them now straight from the seed packet. There's a couple of different ways that you can go about actually sowing the seeds. I wouldn't recommend direct sowing right now for the reasons we've already talked about. I think there's still a lot of winter weather to come and that could cause a lot of rotting of the seeds before they even have a chance to germinate. So what I do is I sow them in a tray and you can be meticulous and you can go, you know, I've done it this way, one seed per cell at a time. But what I have found my local landscaping nursery actually does is they just do the scatter method. And so I started doing the scatter method because you can get a lot more onions in the tray. So what you do is you take your, your tray, your seed starting tray, and you remove the cells. So if you have that sort of watering uh, retention tray that where you would set all the individual little seed cells in there, take out the cells. We're just looking for an open rectangular tray. Fill it with your seed starting mix and then scatter the seeds right in there. And you can put it outside. You can put it in a greenhouse. Just keep it moist, not soaked, but moist. And what ends up happening is they kind of germinate when mother nature tells them that there's enough daylight. So that's how we start our seeds. Is that what you're planning on doing? Yeah. Um, it almost like comes up like grass. Yeah. Like if, like if people um, need a visual. So yeah, you scatter your seeds all in your tray or, you know, whatever type of, I mean, like Angela said, most of us have the seed starting trays. You just take out the cells or gosh, people you'll see all, you know, on the internet and things, people doing it in like old milk cartons or whatever it is. The method's the same, no matter what you, um, sow them in. And they come up like grass with the little seeds. Sometimes they're still attached to the top, which happens a lot when we plant anything in the garden. Um, and yeah, it, but yes, that that's, that's the best method. I mean, if you are so meticulous to do it one cell per or one seed per cell, first of all, it might not germinate. Mm -hmm. So in general, my rule of thumb, even when I'm doing like tomatoes or anything started in the greenhouse, I never only do. I never only, I was like, is that a double negative? Um, <laughs> one seed per cell, always two, sometimes three. You can always pinch them off. Yeah, definitely. And if they do all germinate, that's great because yes. the thing is they take so long to grow that by the time that they would need to be quote unquote potted up or transplanted into another container, chances are they're going to be ready to go in the garden because remember they are cold loving crops. They don't like it to be extremely hot. And so um, if they start touching as they're growing, that's totally fine. And the other thing that's fine is if those green stems start to get really long, you can give them a haircut. <laughs> you really can just continue to sort of prune or cut back or trim the green onion tops as they're growing in the seed tray. Trim it to about an inch of the soil line. That's really all that they need. And you can use those yes. little trimmings as little green onion bits in your salad, in your meals, whatever you're doing with it. Yep. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Don't throw them away. Don't throw them. it away. Totally. Yep. Yep. I think that's probably the most common way that folks are starting seeds. Yeah. Let's talk about started seeds because we both do this as well. Yes. 
started seeds, started onions. That's typically what we both do. So it looks like, um, it looks like a tiny baby onion. I mean, like all the way, what you would picture when you harvest it from your garden, it's just like 100% smaller, 99% smaller. It's a tiny, tiny bulb. It looks like a scallion. Yes. There you go. Yes. Thank you for that. It looks like a scallion and they, um, come in like bunches or that's at least how we source them. Um, I think that's probably how they're sourced most places and you plant them directly in your garden. And it is one of the easiest things that aside from garlic or direct sowing, anything is one of the easiest things that we grow. I think too, it takes the headache out of sort of, of babying them as they're germinating, right? You have somebody that did this for you. It shaves a lot of time off because they're, they are well started. As we said before, onions take a really long time to grow. So by the time that you would get these started seeds, if you will, um, I think they're probably what, three to four months in already. Do you think? I would say, yeah, I was going to say around. Yeah. Because if you think about three for sure, I mean, if you think about, if we're starting them in January, we're probably the way the method that we do it with using started onions or you know started plants or however you're kind of wording it. We're we're putting them in the garden usually around mid March. Doesn't actually have to be. It can still be kind of cold as long as you can work your soil. Because um, remember they they like the colder weather. I mean you don't want to do it. You wouldn't want to do started onions right now when you're still going to get a lot of winter. Um, but you can do it. Before your last frost date is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I mean that's about three months from now, give or take. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, well, I I hate that we even have to say this, but it's a it's a it's an okay method. Like you don't have to feel like you failed or didn't do it right if you don't start your onions from seed. I think I think um, that's where a lot of people quote unquote um, fail if you will, uh, because it's not hard to start there from seed, but you do have to kind of baby them a little bit. You have to, your conditions do have to be a little bit right, you know, um, and the way that you're keeping them moist, not soaking wet, you know, they still have to have a little bit of sunlight and all of those things when you start in from seed. Um, and then in my opinion, that part's easy. The part that's hard is when you have to separate all of those tiny little grass seedlings and plant them individually. Um, I think another reason why folks seem to struggle with growing onions, again, like a huge staple in your kitchen. <laughs> so um, is when people source them, we buy seeds from all over the country right? But it's not always, you're not always buying the best variety. Um, So if you, if it's your first time growing or even not, or maybe you struggled in the past, I would try to purchase from a local greenhouse or company that's near you in your same zone and or is offering onions that will be appropriate for your zone. Um, Because that, that to me is going to make, I don't know, maybe most of the difference. I think it's going to make or break your onion growing experience is yeah. making sure you have the right category. Before we start talking about short day, day mm. neutral and long day onions, I do just want to touch on sets yes, or bulbs. So we talked about seeds. We talked about started onions, which is basically somebody starting the seed for you and you getting it after it's a little bit mature. 
but there is something called an onion set, which is crazy easy. Mandy calls them bulbs, <laughs> which gives a perfect visual. Why don't you explain why you call them bulbs and what they are? They look like little bulbs. <laughs> they look like little bulbs. That, I mean, honestly, they look like tiny baby onions without the the scallion part on top. And what it is, is it's an onion that was started the year prior that's not allowed to mature. So it has like a jump start on growing. I've never grown them. I don't think that you have either. I have. Oh, you have? Uh-huh. It's what okay. I it's what I used to do when you know, I started homesteading is I didn't do onions and I didn't do started. I did you did sets or bolts. Sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're uh, like an they're like an inch in diameter. Yes. To give you sort of a, a visual. They're like a, the size of a like a healthy garlic clove. Yeah, and essentially it's almost like this onion was started, pulled and harvested early, cured. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't rot. And then you're taking it and putting it in the garden. And then it's given the right conditions to start germinating a green stalk out of the center and roots and then expanding. Um, so we've never grown them. We talked before we started recording. I think I'm going to try this year. I have done some reading on it. Um, and from what I have read, now again, I have no actual experience, so uh, I will report back after I have a um, tiny bit of experience. From what I read, they mature a little bit quicker, which makes sense to me. Um, and you're able to harvest them about a month prior to you when you would typically harvest your either seeds or started onions. So the benefit to me there is then you free up your garden space because you're still in basically the beginning of summer um, and you can pretty much plant anything um, in any zone at that point and still have it come to fruition. So if if you don't have a ton of space um, and you still want to try onions, I would maybe try sets. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't have a good reason as to why I don't do sets anymore. I think some of my most successful onion harvests have actually been from sets. I think where I ended up getting my sets from is um, in the checkout line at Tractor Supply. They always have, uh, during seed starting season, these boxes inside of Oh, you know, potatoes and garlic and grapes and blueberries. And then they'll have some onion sets. And I think that for a couple of seasons, I had picked those up. To me, it just kind of made sense that maybe I wouldn't get something that had experienced any sort of dormancy. I would get something that would be started and just kind of continue growing. I will say I didn't, I don't remember having any sort of traumatic experience or feeling like they were um, inferior or in any way. They were fine. Yeah, I think we're going to try it all. See how it goes. Try it all. Do Mm -hmm. all of it. Why not? (laughs) We touched on it before, whether or not you're getting seeds, started seeds or started onions or sets or bulbs. There is sort of a method to picking what you are going to grow. And first of all, that's knowing your growing zone, Mm -hmm. right? We talk about this a lot in all of our previous episodes. You have to know your growing zone. You have to know how cold you get and how long you're cold for, because that's going to determine any plant or crop that you grow in your garden. But there are actually three groups of onions. There's short day, day neutral, and long day. Mm -hmm. Take it away, Mandy. 
Uh, this is important, uh, essentially based off of your sunlight exposure. Um, at, I mean, at baseline, your onions are going to need uh, the very minimum, just, you know, basic, your basic sun, six to eight hours a day is fine. Um, so, uh, long day, short day, day neutral, they, it's, it's just, uh, determining or dependent on the approximate hours of daylight that you get that that variety of onion needs in order to start developing the bulb. So some zones will have different, I mean, uh, you know, 10 hours a day for a short day, long day need 12 hours or more, which doesn't actually, I mean, that's only two hours different, but it does make, it does make a, a huge difference when it comes to growing a lot of plants. Um, because they just need that sun exposure, that daylight exposure in order to, to start the bulb development. That's, that's really all. So if you live somewhere where you're still getting ample sun, you're still able to grow everything because you get six to eight hours of sun, you know, in the peak of summer and all of that stuff, that's awesome. Um, but you wouldn't want to only choose long day you would want to probably go towards neutral or short day bulbs. That's why sourcing it from local places versus across the country or something like that and or knowing which which bulbs would be, or you know varieties would be best in your zone is important because you we're not saying that you won't actually harvest anything, they'll just be small. And then your bulb development is going to be stunted, if you will. Yeah, and that's, your, onions, and that's no fun. Onions, they're not going to live their best life. And then those onions too likely are going to have trouble curing and things like that. So you're really just kind of not only wasting your money, but you're wasting your time when it comes to gardening. I don't. I mean, yes, we we have to put finances um, as a piece of it, but really the way I look at it is I don't want to waste my time because you're out there every single day. Um, I don't want to waste my money either. And I should say that because Casey listens to this. We don't want to waste our money. <laughs> um, but time is, I mean, it's something that you, you can't replicate. You can't get it back. You can't make more time. You can make more money. That sounds really, I'm, you know, kind of ignorant if you will, but in the gardening world, I feel like time is so crucial and so critical. So anyway, just pay attention to those things because if you're spending your money, you're spending your time, you want to pull out a bulb that is as big as your palm. So yeah, that's all there is to it. So here I'm in central New Jersey. You want to know something crazy? I kind of always thought I was on the border of six B and seven. When I was talking to somebody at the local nursery the other day, they're like, you're officially seven a bordering now on seven B which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to go ahead and say I'm officially zone seven now. Um, I always grow long day onions. I'm looking for definitely something that can handle a lot of daylight. Um, but you are zone six. Six A. Yeah. Do, do you ever grow day neutral? Um, you know, I would have to go back and look at our records from... Most of the, most of the onions that we grow are short day. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Um, but they would probably, but I would have to go back and look at the varieties. They would likely be classified as a day neutral at our, at our greenhouse where we source them. They don't have, they, they kind of just classify them in long day, short day. So yeah. Yeah. But so day neutral is 
supposedly ideal for zones five and six, somewhere mm-hmm. in that area where you are looking for sort of a medium, you know, middle of the road, daylight length. You could, you're not, maybe you're not sure if you could pull off a long day, but short day seems too short. Go with the day neutral. In fact, yeah. I mean, there's no reason, honestly, I couldn't experiment with the day neutral in zone sure. seven. You know, it's not that <laughs> precise. Um, if you're unsure though, and you're sort of living in the, in the central band of the United States, I think you can definitely get away with a day neutral onion if yep. nothing else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so then after you sort of pick out your variety, um, or, or excuse me, you know, your varietal in terms of those three groups, the long, shorter day neutral, then it's a matter of sort of picking out what am I going to do with this onion? Am I interested in harvesting it, curing it, and then storing it for a really long time? Because then you need to look into growing specific storage varieties. There's also short-term storage varieties that really, after you harvest them, are only going to hang out well for one to two months. So make sure you pay attention to that in your seed catalogs or on your seed packets. Know your intention with your onion. I grow both because I want to be able to use some right away and I want to be able to save some for later. And ideal taste, you know, that matters to me. Mandy, though, you do um, onion dehydrating, which I haven't done before. So like dried minced onion, which... I don't know why I don't do that. I think I need to this year. But do you freeze them or do you anything do you do anything else with them besides that? I've never frozen an onion. I believe that it would work. I mean, if you in theory, if you think about dicing it up and freezing it, I don't know that I would freeze it whole. I would probably dice it or slice it and freeze it. And now I'm probably gonna try it. But we <laughs> um we still have onions downstairs. Um, like in our basement, like back kind of fake in, in root, the bulb. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, I just actually looked at them this morning cause I had to grab some eggs, some water glass eggs from down there, but it, um, some of them are starting to sprout, but that is fine. What I'll do is I'll just grab those and I'll dehydrate them. So they don't, they don't go to waste. I'll cut them up and, um, throw them in the dehydrator. So, but Angela is, is very right. So you look at all those things. Um, and if you're wanting to if you're wanting, if you're going to use them fresh, great. I think you should do a variety. Um, but yeah, we're into January and we still have intact bulbs down there. And it might be unpopular opinion too, but if they start or if they, if they look like they are about to start to sprout, so it looks like they grow little green onion stalks out of them, they will get mushy and yucky and they're no good after that. Right. Um, I will cut them off, cut those little like green stalks off and throw them in the fridge and you still, and then you get several more weeks. I mean, so it's, it's all about just kind of trial and and error, error and experimenting. Um, but it is important to, I think, grow both. So you can, so you don't have to, it's kind of like when we have an influx of everything, right? We're, we're harvesting so many things at one time and (laughs) it's nice to have certain things that you can just set aside and not have to mess with until later, or they're fine. They, they, they can be used through, you know, the fall and the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the last thing to sort of really keep in mind when you're starting onions or you're planning on getting started onions or sets is 
to kind of just generally have a rough idea as to how many you want to grow. So look at your grocery list. How often are you using onions? How often are you buying onions? If the intention is to supplement or offset and kind of grow your own thing rather than purchase them. But also, and I am not a meticulous garden planner. I am a person who kind of has a rough idea as to where things are going to go. But for me, it's all about quantity and not necessarily, not necessarily about location. Cause I can plant things in the garden and outside of the garden, my food forest areas. What I'm getting at is, is kind of knowing how much space you have. And because these guys are going to hang out in the onion or in the garden for a long time, what you can plant with the onion. Yep. Um, so you don't necessarily want to fill an entire bed just with onions and call it good. Because then when you only have a monocrop in any given space, you're going to start attracting pests and disease that will affect that specific crop. So it's really good to companion plant and sort of mix things up or maybe dedicate just a quarter of that bed to onions and then do a quarter bed somewhere else if you're not comfortable with interplanting different species. Mm -hmm. But Onions, just like garlic, they do really well with brassicas because they help repel those cabbage moths that end up laying those squishy green cabbage worms. So you can do onions alongside your broccoli, your cauliflower, your kale. Know that they will be there in the garden for a while before you can pull them out. Um, the other things that they do well with are greens. They do nicely with tomatoes. I think they do well with carrots. I think I have in my notes here. Yes. And then um, also in fruit tree guilds. So in a lot of fruit tree guilds for orchard trees, like apples, pears, garlic is a great repeller. Um, so is onion. So because they have, they're, they're all in the allium family, they have similar scents and properties. They're going to repel a lot of the same things. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever plant your onions near your peas or your beans. And this is tried and true. It will stunt the growth and the production of those crops. And your onion bulbs will actually be smaller for it. So you yeah. don't want to put those together in the garden. So if you're a meticulous garden planner, just kind of keep those things in mind. And I think we're going to have this in show notes too. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. There are friends and foes in the garden. Yes. A few more th things that we will have in notes, but we sh should probably mention, um, onions prefer a more acidic soil. So this is, uh, January. It's probably a fine time if you would like to do soil tests or really at any point in time you can, I'm a huge advocate for that. You don't have to wait for a specific time and then you can learn how to amend it. You can do it at home, um, or you can send it off to your local, um, resources and we will plant ours about an inch deep. We just dig like a trench. And if you're doing rows, if you're making it like do a couple of rows in a bed or something like that. We will do it like a staggered method. Um, we plant them about a foot apart. I probably push the boundaries and maybe only do about 10 inches. But each set um, or started onion um, is typically what we are going to do. You would want to do the same if you're if you're putting a direct seed or, or if you've started seeds now and you're going to, you know, pinch off those or you take off the little grass pieces and plant them in the um, garden. Um, we, you have to give it enough space for a bulb to develop. So we will do probably about six to eight inches at the very minimum in between each potential onion, if you will. And they don't like competition. So we, yeah. they need to be weeded. Yeah. Especially when they're at those very vulnerable stages, which is another reason why I choose to do started onions. Cause you can kind of see, you know, that this is an onion, this is not a weed. You can differentiate in those early stages of the garden. So it just kind of makes it all around easier. But um, 
Yeah. And then you're going to harvest them usually anywhere. I mean, again, onion sets, it's about 60 to 80 days. So it's sooner. Um, and that's, there's a, a, a range because if you're varieties, so, you know, when you buy them or start them, you'll know that. And then harvesting your bulbs or your sets, um, same, and then seed, you're about a hundred, 125 days. So it's all just taking into consideration when we're planting our gardens now and starting our seeds and making space and, and knowing what's going to go where after and things like that. It's kind of like a very fun puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it matters. It does. It matters. If you're going to test your soil, like Mandy said, just make sure that you are pulling the sample from where you intend to plant. It doesn't make sense to test soil in one garden bed. That's going to be feet away from the intended location because all the beds are specific, right? That's a pro and con oh, of growing in raised beds is yep. if, we, if we don't amend equally, they're all going to have different things and they all, all the plants that are grown in those beds pull and add different nutrients. Um, also, if you are kind of feeling like maybe you're not going to have enough space in your garden, do keep in mind onions are deer resistant. You can grow them outside the garden successfully. I grow garlic and onions outside of sort of this garden fenced in proper, right, that I have, and they do just fine. So if, um, if you're tight on space, don't be afraid to try them. And they also grow well in containers. So you can absolutely have a container garden on your porch balcony or anywhere else and successfully grow onions in there. Or can. All right. Hopefully we've uh, shed a lot of light on onions for you today. I think I'm going to do all three. Mandy's going to do all three this year. Started onions, onion seeds, and onion sets. Uh, check out the show notes. If you feel like we glazed over anything too quickly, there will be notes in there for you. And as always, thank you so much for joining us and listening. I think we're going to come back soon with brassicas. Yep, absolutely. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Homestead Education Podcast. Any relevant material will be put in the show notes. We hope you'll share our episodes and also click that subscribe button. For more information about this podcast, you can visit us on Instagram at Homestead Education Podcast. Angela can be found online at axeandroothomestead.com and on Instagram at axeandroothomestead. Mandy can also be found online at thefarmermandy.com and on Instagram at Wild Oak Farms. We'll see you next time.